We want to listen to the sound of your voice. Ren, Peter, and Jake. Ren. This is the Ren, Ren Peter, and Jake podcast. Yeah, yeah, yes. We're here to listen to the sound of your voice. The sound. The sound of your voice. The sound. The sound. It's the Ren, Peter, Ren. and Jake. Welcome I to totally the podcast. Guys. Hey. How's it going, guys? What's, What's going up, man? on? Peter, dude. What is on your hat, man? It's a raccoon with a piece of bread, son. Get that uh, bread. You never had a hat with a raccoon and a piece of bread on it? No. What is I've never had piece? a hat with a piece of bread on it. You've had a hat with a raccoon on it. I also haven't had a hat with a raccoon on it. Ren, Have you had are a- you a raccoon, Ren? Mm, no secrets are being spilled here. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Everyone thinks he's a cat. <laughs> but I actually think his spirit animal is more like a raccoon. Ren's a dog with hands. <laughs> so how does one go about getting an ironic hat with a raccoon so bread on it? The secret is to have a really awesome sister who will make you this for Christmas. I was about to say, I was going to say Etsy. Etsy? <laughs> it might as well be. <laughs> That's essentially Etsy. It's just like, you know, individual craftsmen mm-hmm. making, making things, craftspeople. No, yeah, she made a bunch of hats for my whole family. Like, my brother had one with a dinosaur on it. These really? are like little embroidered patches she put on. I love it. It's my favorite hat. Presents that you can make are simultaneously the best because they're really great and personable and also because they're usually cheap. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. also the gift that keeps on giving all year round. You can just <laughs> keep putting it on every day. Mm-hmm. You walk out of the house and every day you're like, hey, guess what? I got this going in my life. <laughs> i'm always you a know. big fan of the uh 9 p.m michael's runs christmas eve yeah. looking for like arts and crafts shit to make for my family is that is that a common occurrence in the france family every every year every single year really mm-hmm. at least for huh. me because i'm okay a procrastinator <laughs> so you you both you both and your sister both make presents yeah pretty much i don't know why it's kind of a tradition we started a long time ago we like make presents for each other did she make you that painting behind you? No, that's my brother's painting. That's one of his album covers. He did oh. that one. It's like all ripped apart because the paint was so wet and it was like normal paper. It just like fell apart. Huh. How many siblings do you have? Peter? I was I was just about to comment. I, I didn't realize you had a brother. Six sisters. Yeah, right. You're lying. <laughs> no, I got one of each. Okay. Yeah. Are you guys all artists? Sort of. My brother's like a musical artist, and my sister is in social work, so she's a, a an artist of the people. An artist of the mind and the soul? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Check, doing, check. Doing God's work. Um, <laughs> that's cool. That's a nice thing to do. That's I, a nice I think my microphone... Oh, absolutely. Sorry, I think my microphone was like blowing out there for a bit, so sorry, uh, listeners. I, you'll have very clippy Ren audio there, but it oh. should be fixed now. Ren, don't worry. There's a thing called post-production. Uh, see, what you can do is before we export the final file of this video, uh, you can go in, adjust your audio settings so that it's lower. Even, even though it'll be peaking, you know, we'll lose a little data. It, it won't mm. blow out the ears in the old, uh, you know. Well, headphones. I had a limiter on my recording, so it's like, it's not going to be loud. It's just that there's a lot of lost data. Just like, it's just going to go. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> wow. So... Guys, um, all week you guys have been working on uh, these, well, horror effects. Like, <laughs> horror. So, yeah, horror. I've been working on, on some effects that were pretty fun, not going to lie. I don't know if people know how we got to this point in this video. I don't know if we've talked about it on the vlog or on the crew channel. I don't, think I don't even have. know how we got here. So, well, so just to, just to give a little background on this, uh, we... So we have a we have an agreement, if you will, with Black Rifle Coffee, and they're like, "Hey, you know, you basically we keep you guys on, you know, basically effectively what is a retainer, so that we can like consult with you guys and create with you guys." And so you know, about once a quarter or so, we come around and we're like, "Okay, what do you guys want to make? What do you guys want to make right now?" Um, and they were like, uh, "Okay, we've got all these ideas. We want to make uh, uh, this one that's like a parody." on uh gun control it's like a gun control parody video because you know that's that's what they do so we're like hey that sounds funny we can get behind that uh what it was going to be was going to be 
it was going to be called medieval ATF or something like that, where like there's a bunch of guys what walking through uh, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. It's a government mm, agency. Um, so anyway, so there was a bunch of people walking through uh, like a forest. And as they were walking through the forest, they were getting stopped by these medieval soldiers who were then like complaining about the length of their blades and like the width <laughs> of the handles and like, you know, all these parodies to like modern modern gun control. Um, and it was pretty funny. We had like a pretty good script going that was like, you know, I spent a lot of time crafting it. I, d- I didn't want to make it like, you know, too much of like an outrageous like, hey, you know, screw these people or screw those people. I wanted to make it like a funny you know, like bright commentary on the state of affairs, you know? Yeah, that's kind a really of like, fine line to balance there. Yeah, and so I spent all this time writing. Um, I even I even got to a point where I was writing this video and uh, I, uh, I had a patio chair on my deck and I took it and I was, I was frustrated with what I was writing one day. And so I went outside onto my deck and I took this patio chair and I just threw it off the deck onto the, into the yard. <laughs> I just like hucked it over there and then I sat down on another chair and I was like, okay, that chair. Thompson would be proud. <laughs> yeah. You shared new ideas. And I, and I, and I looked at that chair in the yard and I said, I'm not going to pick up that chair until this video is done. <laughs> that's hilarious so jake this story is funny because i don't know anything about that that idea that previous yeah yeah this is the first time hearing about that so why is that jake (laughs) so this also brings up something that i kind of wanted to get into with you guys which is like kind of how we work in tandem but also not necessarily at the same time on things um and i thought that'd be interesting for you two guys but uh so so how is that how has ren not even heard of this process so far (laughs) Because this is all happening on the production side. So like, you know, pre-production is the entire process that that I'm talking about right now. Like we had been consulting with them. They'd been talking with us. They've been talking about ideas. Sam and I have been sharing ideas back and forth with like Matt and Jared over there. And we've just been, you know, every now and then we'll get on a phone call and just kind of like hack through ideas throw ideas at the wall see what's funny you know just kind of have like a a writer's meeting and so this is one of the ideas that came out of that and then i said okay that sounds funny i'll take a pass at it and then i I realized very quickly that taking a pass at this script wasn't it was super nuanced right and it required all this kind of like writing and revising so anyway long story short i spent about two weeks off and on writing this piece And then I sent it over to them and they're like, okay, this is great. Uh, You know, here's some notes, whatever. Sam took a pass at it. We we had, we had what was like a a, a shooting script, right? We got it all the way to there. So Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, we've got a good shooting script. Now as now I'm going to turn, put, take my writer hat off. I'm going to put my producer hat on and I'm going to go around the state of Texas and I'm going to talk to like, so I called Adam Lyons and I was like, Hey Adam, uh, we got this medieval production. Um, you're the guy, right? Because Ren, do you remember when we were in Austin, uh, in 20, we saw him on a billboard. Yes. yes. What? Yeah. Just random. We're going down the highway and I was just like, <laughs> that's Adam. <laughs> that's yeah. Adam. What yeah. is Adam Wait, doing is, on a billboard? This is Adam Lyons, the relationship expert, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So his profession, I don't know if he still does this. I don't want to say the word. his profession by day at one point was, you call it, you, the nickname for it is like a pickup artist. <laughs> He's a dating really, coach. But really what it is, is it's a dating coach. You take, you take usually guys who like don't know how to really interact with women and you, you go through like the fundamentals and you're like, okay, this is like you know, what, what people like and don't like, and this is how you can approach a conversation. And this is how you can talk about yourself without sounding like a jerk and da, 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 da. Yeah. It wasn't really so much about being a pickup artist. It was just like, Hey, yeah, (laughs) you could use a little bit of help. Yeah. And so (laughs) people were like, uh, what was was that one movie? Uh, (laughs) Hitch. Hitch. Yeah. Hitch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that was his movie from 15 years ago. And he, yeah. Right. Peter. You haven't seen Hitch? Okay, fine. I've seen it like 10 times. Jesus. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, we've all seen it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Isn't Ava Mendez in it? Yeah, sure. And Pablo. Okay. I mean, that's all you need to know right there. Ava <laughs> Mendez is in it. All right, I'm uh, in. 
Okay, so anyway, so Adam Lyons, an old friend of ours who used to live in L.A., who is from England by way of South... Who, who's... He's... Well, sorry. He's from Austin, Texas, by way of South Africa, by way of England. So his... Yeah. So anyway, he's got a really interesting past. We should have him on sometime because he's oh. like... He's an insane human being in a very in all the coolest ways. Yeah, he has a really interesting story. I remember listening to his like Rocket Jump po- podcast back in the yeah. day, like a million years ago. Yeah, his dad uh, was a like a like a what do you call it? Uh, like a bare knuckle boxer. Whoa! And he That's... had he had a left hand that like had metal in it. Because oh, his God. dad had had some kind of like surgery or something like, and it made him really good at boxing. <laughs> and so, the, so the doctors put like metal in his hand, and he used to knock people out with his left hook <laughs> in these bare knuckle fights. But no one knew that he had metal in his in his in his fist. Oh my God! That's that's, that's illegal, a movie right there. Well, it's that's bare knuckle illegal. boxing, so that's I an mean, illegal baseball. Yeah, <laughs> it's not exactly like legality to it. Uh, but anyways, um, where I was going with this whole thing is I call yeah, Adam he's super in, Yeah, he's super into medieval fair. Yeah, so much so that there's a, there's a place in Austin. Well, it's actually in Bastrop, which is outside of Austin, called the Sherwood Forest Fair. And the Sherwood Forest Fair was started by this man named George. And Adam Lyons used to play Robin Hood at this fair. And so <laughs> he wouldn't be Robin Hood. Yes. Because he's got the English accent. He's got the charm. You know, he's got the suit already. And so he just shows up there and people are like, oh my God, are you Robin Hood? And he's like, yes, I am. Which is a total Adam Lyons thing to do, you know? And then just like because of that, became Robin Hood of the fair. Oh my God. Uh, he would take money from wealthy people. Well, well, like, no, like legit. He played, you know, do you know how medieval fairs work? No, so, like there's, there's usually, there's usually <laughs> like a, there's a lot of culture to it. And, and usually within the culture of a medieval fair, there's like a storyline happening where like oh. you can follow different participants uh, that are like live action role playing around the fair. And they will be like, There'll be a whole backstory to it, and there'll be main oh. characters, and there'll be characters that come in and out. So you can kind of wander around in like medieval garb and drink like medieval ale and watch oh these my people God. and watch this these people like so fun. Yes, Peter's the over here thinking that you're gonna show up and might get robbed. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Oh uh, man, we should do that on Node. That sounds like a great time. Yes, um, I believe they have actually. We have, I, yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Um. So. This guy, George, built this, he built a castle. He built, like, grounds. They have actual jousting matches that happen there with guys that are in full, like, 14th century medieval knight armor that are literally hitting each other off of horses with with lances. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, And so I got connected with all these people through Adam, and he, like, you know, he brought me around and he introduced me to like George, who's like who he George obviously built the place, so he plays the king, you know. <laughs> he plays King Henry. And then there's this other guy, Raul, that's like one of you know, one of the one of the other main knights. And I went around, all these guys are super friendly, awesome people. Like they hooked me up with like thousands of dollars worth of their own personal medieval equipment that just 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 because they're so into it, right? And I told them that we were doing something medieval and they were like, yo, what do you need? Um, Because they're awesome. And so then I get all this together and the Sunday, we're supposed to leave on a Monday. I know the next part of this story. I hadn't realized you had had gone so deep down this path. Oh my God. I wish I could pick up this camera right now and take you guys out to my garage because I have... My entire garage. Gra- yes, I could. <laughs> I could outfit a small army of medieval soldiers right now from my garage. Right now, that's hilarious. And so, okay, so yeah, the Sunday. So, so then it's Sunday, and Logan from Black Rifle calls me, and he's like, "Hey, um, so uh, we want to pivot on the medieval idea." 
um, because Halloween's coming up and we've been doing these slate, this slate of, of, of horror veterans versus horror pieces for every Halloween for the last couple of years. And they've been performing super well. So we don't want to do the medieval video anymore. We want to do veterans versus horror three. And I'm like, wait, so you don't want to use any of this stuff? And they're like, no. Uh. <laughs> so now I'm like, <laughs> so I've got like, I learned so much. I've got like medieval spy handers, which are like these German long blades that are meant for like chopping horses' legs off. And I've got like knightly arming swords. And I've got like sugar loaf helmets from the 13th century. And I've got full body chain mail and cauldrons and like. But is there a raccoon awesome. with bread on the helmet? Yeah. So yes, and then one of the crests is a raccoon with bread. That's amazing. I'm there. That's your get me sigil, in that dude. suit. I'll fight anybody. <laughs> That's your sigil. Dang. <laughs> so moral of the story: you guys ended up shooting a completely different video when you got out to Texas that you started figuring out basically the moment you arrived, as opposed to all of the two weeks worth of work that you had put into it beforehand. Yep. Oh, it was more than two weeks work. It was like a month of work. Oh, it must have been painful. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I kind of knew, you know, like that, that, not that that was going to happen, but I knew we filmed with them so much at this point that I understand like they're constantly changing things last minute. And that's also kind of just a good habit to get into. Not, not the habit of changing things last minute, but the habit of understanding and adjusting for things that change last minute, because that's how all productions work. There's always somebody at some point. Like, you know, whether it's like Sam just rewrote the commercial script that we're filming next week yesterday and then and then sent it out. And so round two. Well, I mean, if you ever have to rewrite seven, stuff yeah. and you don't get <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you ever have to rewrite stuff and you're, you're not able to get it on camera, at least you could just throw in some like stock footage to cover it all. Right. Yeah. Totally. So. So anyway, so we get on the plane. And just, just to segue into the VFX part of this, which I'm about to do, we get on the plane and Sam sits everyone down and he's like, Daniel, bring over the camera. I've got something to tell everybody. And he goes, <laughs> guys, today's episode is brought to you by Storyblocks. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. <laughs> okay, but seriously, it is. Hey guys, it's that time in the episode where I tell you about today's sponsor, Storyblocks. They're the one-stop shop for all of your stock asset needs. So every time we're working on a project and we need B-roll, motion graphics, After Effects templates, sound assets, and more, we head on over to Storyblocks through our unlimited all-access plan. We go to storyblocks.com slash quartercast. We get our assets. We put them in our videos. Bada bing, bada boom. We're done. We move on with our day. The best part is that it's all royalty free. It's all in beautiful 4K and the extensive library keeps growing. So you're never going to use the same asset or need to use the same asset twice. We can use it in commercial projects. We can use it in YouTube videos, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, our own website. Storyblocks has us covered. Whether or not you're already a professional creator or you're somebody that's just looking to start out and you need a place to go to add B-roll or other stock assets to your content, Storyblocks is by far the best place to do it. And that's why they keep sponsoring this podcast because we keep using them around here. And it's just a cool tool that I want to tell you guys about. If you're interested, head on over to storyblocks.com slash cast and check it out. Storyblocks.com slash cast. All right, back to the podcast. And now we're back. Um, so anyway, so no, but he tells everybody that uh, we're not going to film the video. And Daniel filmed a whole story about that, which I'm hoping we can get out on the vlog, uh, which brings us to where we are today, which is now you guys for the last week or four days or so have been working on visual effects for Three. Vets V Horror. And there's some pretty funny things you guys have been doing. Like uh, the face reveal. Yeah, I, I just I just finished the second shot for that, and I've I'd never done like sort of a. It's like the Mission Impossible like face mask effect where the face peels off, but the original face kind of like crinkles up and goes off. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just took a look at it. It looks fantastic. You really I'm nailed it. Very pleased with it. <laughs> very pleased with it. Did you follow like a a, a Mission Impossible type? 
like code of of creation for this or did you just kind of go about it i have did, no idea what that means what did that you, means <laughs> i know i wish did i, I like, could open speak... up the briefcase and like yes put in some numbers and it started 3d printing the face and i actually have to had to do a photo scan of that 3d printed face i mean that's not to, that to do a peel off, off. honestly <laughs> yeah <laughs> like far-fetched with red was it was it a mission impossible <laughs> intro scene where like you open a briefcase it had a scanner in there and then they were like you need to scan this face within five minutes and decide or this mission will be terminated and then you did that yeah if i didn't finish the effect in time my computer would explode there you go that's what i was looking for (laughs) (laughs) no but what i mean is what i mean is um did you use the mission impossible shots as inspiration or reference not really. Honestly, okay. I didn't look at a single Mission Impossible shot. I've seen okay. those movies before. I remember how they look. But yeah. what I mean, how you guys filmed it is that like you had one person with a mask on, like this actual mask that is huge, by the way. That was the hardest part, just painting out this huge mask. Uh, but like following like so you actually did a good job with like pulling the mask off and having like a good cutaway point for the hand to reveal the face and whatnot. And I just kind of okay. like distorted a plate of the next of the original person's face onto that uh uh and i distorted it with like a puppet pin tool uh, tracking it off kind of thing it was all manual no tracking work done there but you hand distorted it yeah oh yeah it looked good mm-hmm. yeah and you added like some fabric texture or something on there right? i just did that on the second one and uh yeah i, I literally just took uh an image of what looks like like bed sheets uh <laughs> white bed sheets and i just set that to like multiply on top of the face and like fade on as the face starts getting uh but like in a pre-comp so as like the distortion of the face is being distorted those uh folds are also getting distorted with the face oh clever clever girl (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've barely been working on this one i've just been like Oh, yeah, you've been working on a crew video. (laughs) Yeah, I've been redoing the glitch VFX. Because I I looked at that. I was on the Corridor channel one time, and I I saw the glitch. And I was like, what is this glitch? This sucks. And so I was like, I'm going to redo this, and you guys can find a way to re-upload it. (laughs) How old were you when that video came out? It would have been December 2012. I think I was like four. I was four. No, you were not. (laughs) <laughs> you were not okay, you were like 13 I was, yeah i was 13 okay <laughs> yeah oh my god i was about I to used... just end this podcast and go home <laughs> red looked like he was about to have a panic attack probably like 20 times i can't overstate enough how much like corridor had an impact on me as a child like as a young teenager <laughs> molding your mind no seriously i really looked up to you guys for a long time Someone, and then I met you, and I was like, eh. "Someone took like, a yeah, screenshot yeah, of a cool. comment that you made. I want to say like eight or nine years ago. No uh, way. Uh, it was a message from you to me, being like, hey, 'You're a big inspiration. If you ever need any help, let me know.' Oh my god! <laughs> what video <laughs> nice. was that? On? I don't know. I think it was a channel comment. Someone went to your channel and went and like sorted by oldest to new or whatever, and found something. It was on oh our god. subreddit like a month well, or two ago. You know what happened is that back in the day, I made this like Half Life Two fan film, definitely yeah. copying you guys, and I tweeted it at you, and you saw it. This is before we met each other, uh-huh. and you Years were before. nice enough to click on some random dude's video and watch it the whole way through. And <laughs> you gave me like VFX notes on it. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> wow i remember Dude. giving you a note that i've since learned wasn't a good note it was like you had the sharpening turned on I'm and whenever you just you turn on that. sharpening uh it like it adds like this one pixel border of whiteness around the uh-huh. entire video and i was like just scale up your footage by like 0.5 percent and it'll get rid of that but that's not <laughs> there's a better way to do it you add motion tile and add mm-hmm. in uh underneath the blur yeah. or the, so the sharpen tiles it out yeah, exactly. You tile it out, and then you can add the sharpen. Uh, effects like fast blur have that built in, where it's just like repeat mm-hmm. edge pixels or whatever. It's the same sort of idea. Yeah, um, just like yeah, Ren, I, I know that already. I I know, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I you did it back out, then. <laughs> I figured it out no, about fifteen not. minutes after you gave me that bad advice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but to but get that was back so on, sweet. That was like so like. Uh, memorable for me as a as a Aww. wee lad 
Yeah, and then you ended up uh, becoming an intern for us in 2016, mid-2016. Yep. We had just started the vlogs. They were still, like, low view count. Like, we were like, wow, today's video got 35,000 views. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. <laughs> Damn, back I remember at the time, Back when you could say like, whatever you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> those seemed so high production value, and now looking back at them, they're, they're like, janky, but, like, sweet janky. They're, they, yeah. they have more character because it was a lot more just uh, genuinely captured moments as opposed to, all right, everyone, we're going to film this bit here. Uh, yeah. And But they were also way shorter. Like, those videos were like two to four minutes back in oh, the really? early days of 2016. Because wow. it's like, people are like, you used to release so many more videos. It was every other day. Whatever happened to that? Well, technically, we release a lot more content just in fewer videos. Mm. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. if you're to add up the weekly content... The amount of content we've been putting out every year has consistently gotten higher and higher. And I'm talking just on the crew channel. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even including uh, Visual Effects Artists React. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, totally. Um, the thing that we used to do was just cut it and 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 drop it. Like there wasn't even music. And basically, we didn't even have music for like the first four months, really. I mean, there was some I mean, stuff. It that, depended that on Carmichael, the moment, yeah. Yeah, he would pull stuff from the old like channel music that Sam had wrote. Mm-hmm. But we didn't really have music. We didn't really have uh, like any sort of theme or philosophy behind like how or why we were telling stories. We were just kind of like, it was true vlog style, which was just turn on the camera and go, which is which is great for certain stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm super glad that we have that again with crew cuts on the site. Cause we, we get, we're starting to get a little bit of that back and the people that want that it's there, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think, I don't know, there's some charm to it. Like looking even, even like looking back at yourself or like others <laughs> in a, a year later, you can see how people change and get better or, you know, and, and, and I think that's cool about it. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. It's but like in a term- living time capsule. It is. Yeah. It really is. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, definitely. The um, the thing that, uh, you know, reason why we kind of got away from it, though, is because uh, people just want to see, more people want to see these, like, VFX and filmmaking-centric videos, which well, the, to me it, was a huge surprise, to be honest. But uh, it's it's all about in the execution. Hmm. I, th- I think it's more about trying to just tell stories because that was one of the things I remember Nico really kind of identifying and focusing down on. It's like we can continue doing we can continue covering the stuff we're doing in daily life, but there has to be a story. And yeah. and that story has to like, you know, have have all the regular arcs of a story, you know, beginning, middle end, payoffs, all this stuff. Uh, so whatever journey that is, it can't just be like, oh, and we're doing this right now, and then we're doing this, and there's like no payoff for any of it. There's no setup context for any of it. It's just mm-hmm. captured slice of time. Which if we're just hanging out, joking around, doing something fun, that's all you need. But <laughs> for it for it to like for videos to actually be good, they needed some sort of story. And and so like over the years, that's kind of what we started focusing more on, as opposed to like we're just gonna take a one wheel versus a hoverboard today. <laughs> yeah, I feel <laughs> Don't like that bash was that perfect. video because that video has <laughs> that video like 2 million really views. well. Yeah, that is yeah. true. But I like, it's, like yeah, I guess I'm just stuff. saying it's representative of the yeah. It was like the perfect um like precursor to the more modern videos because it you guys learned how to tell stories like like find a story in literally anything and exactly, so now yeah. that's such a valuable skill to have for making oh, videos. If we didn't going go forward. through those couple years of just capturing everyday stuff because that was what we ended up finding is that like we capture a bunch of stuff and it's like this sucks this isn't yeah. interesting this isn't making a good video and after putting out a, 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 enough videos where you're like this video didn't have to exist and it's after not really entertaining 300 on own... of those we decided <laughs> <laughs> that... <laughs> yeah well that was the other thing it wasn't like we just changed overnight this was a very gradual evolution over the, over the course of the last five years even before the vlogs existed i mean the yeah. vlogs came out from the previous year or two of like behind the scenes content um even though at the beginning of every year for like a like beginning of 2017 beginning of 2018 we'd come out the video with being like all right we're changing things up this year we're gonna do it this way and then we kind of <laughs> didn't change anything it was still like that slow evolution of like okay we're focusing on new things but because we made a video talking about 
the things were going to change. Everyone latched onto that and were like, you guys were better before you made this new change this year. And like, I want the vlogs from, from last year. I want, I want, yeah, I want Brett and his mustache thing back again. Oh, that was, was like, hilarious. It's great. But, uh, we've, we realized that we can't announce changes mm. <laughs> anymore within, like that. Not within like story, fundamental, like of, story arcing like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because then, and then you might decide, especially too in the artistic process, like sometimes you're wrong, and sometimes <laughs> you 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 try you go down a road, and then you're like, uh, you know what? Actually, this isn't this isn't how I like how it looked when I wrote it down on paper. So like we need to we need to add this, or we need to change this, or we need to go back and we need to take this exit to go to this story instead. And that happens all the time. It's just part of the process. But when you but when we pointed it out, people people caught onto it, and then they were like, "Oh wait, you said you were going to do this. You're now you're doing this." And yeah, yeah, you don't yeah, want to lock just, yourself into it. Just a... like, how about this? We'll give you guys good stories, and then there'll be good videos. That yeah, you that's watch. ultimately what we realize that's... is that like, as long as we are just trying to make the best content that we can, people won't really complain. We're just on this mission to create good content. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. And it turns out most people who watch our content don't know how to make it, but they think they do. And so they have <laughs> criticisms and feedback that isn't particularly useful. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, it's it's easy to get down about that. And like, but, you know, honestly, it's like people people complain about it. Not that they're, you know, but people complain about it because they care and because they're because they're attached to it because they true. It means something to them, you know, and I think that's a sign of that you're doing something right. At least that's what guys, we tell ourselves. <laughs> I don't know if you guys find this, but I find that the only comments that actually bother me are the ones that have a little bit of truth in them. Because yeah. when people oh, are just course. saying awful things, it's like, eh, whatever, that's just an internet comment. But when there's like a little nugget of like, oh, that's kind of right, it just stabs you right in the core. It's like, <laughs> Shit, I should have changed yeah. that. <laughs> yeah or, or when it's like a nugget of truth mixed in with a lot of like misinformation or like misinterpretation or assumptions and it's just like no no what are you doing stop that mm -hmm. i hate when they make assumptions and assume that they're right anyway yeah. um and what i want to talk about another thing regarding since we're on the uh talk about all these you know vlogs from back in the day yeah. the concept of seasons in our vlogs was something yeah. oh, i don't yeah. think any of us ever really paid attention to or what understood was it was because every year uh we'd finish the vlogs and then like the next year we'd go through more vlogs and then the year after that more content and but those those videos would get put in a playlist and i forget mm. who did this for the first time it was like all right season one was that was that year and then the next year um season two so they became <laughs> these seasons and yeah. over the course of those years no one ever talked about seasons but i've noticed this year as more and more people are are like finding our content and going back through the back catalog they start yeah. talking about oh yeah season two was great or oh, like wow. oh yeah i remember that one video i think it was in like season three and i'm like seasons <laughs> what are you talking about i don't That's even crazy it's weird for me to like comprehend I mean, that there are seasons of this stuff it makes sense because corridor puts out so much content and like so much more than like a tv mm -hmm. show has like 20 episodes per season nine seasons or whatever it's like corridor has like way more episodes per season so it's good to have some kind of organization to it yeah yeah and there is some truth in the <clears throat> to talk about nuggets of truth in there there's there's truth in that each year our our creative process does kind of repeat itself in the sense of we do a year of work and then you know we kind of look back and we say okay well, here's some things that worked here's some things that didn't Mm -hmm. here are some things we want to try this year based upon that and then we you know we then we try new things and that kind of hap that cycle kind of repeats itself naturally every year it does that um, is very true every january we kind of like reevaluate what we want to do this year what kind of things we want to focus on for instance 2019 was my year to do those science videos yeah uh, killed it and and like i i focus a lot on a lot on that last year but this year i my desire to pursue those videos hasn't been as high as my desire to pursue these project build videos you know the nerf drone jan's finger the ice ice cube face thing like that's <laughs> yeah. where my energy has been this year i've still made a couple of those science videos but it's just like it's just not as a primary focus as it was last year 
Yeah, you've been wanting to do ice cubes for a while. I have. I'm glad, been. You, I'm glad we finally found a moment to, to do it. I know. It. That was fun. That was a lot of I've fun. I've literally been wanting to do that for like more than half of this year. And finally, yeah. I was like, wait, this thing can make us, can let us do that. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah. I'll just wait till everyone's in Texas. Then I'll have my chance. <laughs> I can still taste that tomato soup. <laughs> oh, me too. That was, was so bad. <laughs> I really enjoyed the first few bites. And then I was like, Bleh. <laughs> well, I love tomato soup. I'm a big fan. But something about changing that temperature to be frozen, like a popsicle, yeah. destroys the experience so much. I can't even describe <laughs> it because the flavor is still there, but the texture and the experience is so bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I took one bite out of that. I was like, nope, I regret this with every fiber <laughs> of my being. So I think that's why people refer to the show with seasons. Because and it, and it, it makes sense. It kind of does in, a, it in does. that way. Um, but you know, like it's funny cause it's also caused some internal confusion from time to time on our side. Like, um, you know, with the introduction of crew cuts mm-hmm. as a, as a true vlog again, we had to take a step back creatively and make sure that we're not telling the same stories there that we are on corridor crew. Now corridor crew, I think we've got a, lot better foothold on like what that is and what it is not than we did like say a year or or a year and a half ago when vfx mm-hmm. artists react kind of took off mm-hmm. there was sort of like a, 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 a like a coming of age moment for that channel i guess you could call it yeah where we, we we very quickly realized like wait a minute what do people like about youtube uh people that are specialized in different things in life pursuing goals that are within that field and like you know the expose of them that you can't that you don't necessarily get from like television that's you know closer to real life than than reality tv and we were like wait a minute we're doing that with vfx artists react we're 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 doing in or or at least as like a a catalyst for all these other things that we can do with all of the post-production skills that we have in the studio. And then we very quickly realized that there was a direct one-to-one correlation between people that like that show and people that like seeing us create different things in post, taking things that are already existing and then bringing them to life in other ways. And -hmm. then obviously, Ren, you've kind of got your own like little creative niche within that, which isn't necessarily that, but like... No, I'm just a wild card. You kind of are. (laughs) You're, You're like our, yeah... And so it it just made sense. It's like, well, that's what people want to see on this platform. We enjoy making them. So why, you know, why continue to do a vlog that's going to get 30, 40,000 views and be, be really, really interesting to that audience, but then also withhold you from accessing a much larger audience on a platform that's totally tailored around large audience viewership. So that's why I think we have a nice balance now because people that like the vlogs can watch it on the site yeah. and those aren't going away. But so yeah. speaking of the crew cuts, yeah. I slept on that for a long time. Did you? Uh, I just recently <laughs> caught up like Dude. over the weekend. I, I, I watched most of them. I haven't watched all of them yet, but yeah. like I just, the main reason is that like, I, I haven't trained myself to actually visit corridordigital.com yet. Like yeah. <laughs> I have an account because I work here, but like, yeah. I'd never actually went to the website to like watch stuff. Cause I'm like, I already watched the stuff as it gets made, yeah. you know? And then like, Oh, the YouTube video dropped. I'll check it out. See whatever final fi- things were changed. Usually I'll probably just check the comments. Yeah. Um, but like with the crew cuts, it's its own show that's separated from everything else. And I hadn't, I hadn't, it, it basically gone over my head. So then I was like, you know yeah. what? I actually probably watched some of these things. And I started watching them. They're like, they're really good. They're really funny. <laughs> Daniel's, like, killing actually, it. Daniel's killing it with these episodes. The it's like, is hilarious. You know, he's really good, good at man. getting those editing in. Yeah. I love the I love how he's been adding in the the like the Discord chats, Dude, you know? Because he's know creating how he does that. he's making it from scratch. Like wow. he's not screen capping anything. He's just got like this template for like the same colors and text boxes and the fonts and, and all that <laughs> stuff. And he's basically just recreating those moments that we ha- are having uh in real time. We're like where we're chatting, yeah. but he's just recreating them so that the audience can experience them. It's really cool. That's so great. And That's such a fresh take on I was that. like, man, I got it. It's just like, <laughs> there's all this content that's being made about like 
our daily life at the studio and in the vlogs and whatnot. And I just hadn't watched any of it because I kind of didn't know it existed. It's really fun having a TV show as egotistical as it is having a TV show about yourself. It's like the most interesting thing you could possibly watch. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's some trippy things that happen with that. Like, so I've trained myself. I don't watch anything on YouTube anymore. I'm like totally really? the opposite now. Oh, I, go, whoa. I take the app and I and I and like because we have an app with Chromecast and so I take it and I just sit down like and you know I like watching sports but you know sports games once they're over like usually there's like an hour or so before I actually go to bed so I'll just go on the app turn it sling it to my TV and then like catch up on stuff that I haven't seen yet that's been released like usually it's note episodes crew episodes the sure, vlogs. Yeah. I, I see all the vlogs because daniel and i are constantly working on those but yeah so it's funny that's what i meant by like talking of having that conversation because we're it's interesting because you're ren you and i are like on opposite sides of like the same <laughs> like like yeah. galaxy or like <laughs> solar system <laughs> we have opposite orbits <laughs> yeah like they 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 can they contra they ca, they counterbalance one another you know <laughs> well i'm the reason why I'm, i mostly watch our all of our stuff on youtube still is just like that's my primary form of entertainment in general like i yeah. watch way more youtube than i do netflix or hulu or hbo granted Same. uh lately i we've been working through a backlog of shows we just finished watching umbrella academy we're almost done with the boys uh oh. but usually my go-to uh, form of entertainment just throw on youtube okay i follow a lot of youtubers a lot of youtubers usually ends up making quite a bit of content and so every day there's usually new videos that i'm super down to watch and that's most of my entertainment comes from that yeah, yeah including no, our content yeah <laughs> no that's funny my favorite um, thing is uh, uh is on a friday night logging into the quarter crew account and then playing those videos that are going to come out over the weekend, like the React episode and then, like, say, the Sunday <laughs> video. And I'll just watch them back to back Friday night. And yeah. I'll look at the video and they'll have, like, one view, two views. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, in 24 hours, this video will have a million views. And that's wow. just a really, really weird thing to, like, just come to terms it's crazy. with. crazy, yeah. So what are you guys going to do um, when... Uh, when the first site get when the first video on the site gets more views than a video on YouTube, do you uh, think that day will what? ever come? I hope that day comes because <laughs> that means good things. <laughs> you know, when did you ever listen to the podcast where Nico was talking about the um, the bacon with Harley? Yep. Or maybe it was the cheese where, or whatever. That was his like his goal of like that making was his, it was yeah, buying his made this pack it of moment. bacon, right? Yeah. It, it, I, so, that was I a while ago, right? Yeah. It was a, a Harley interview. Uh, it wasn't a Harley interview. It was like Nico talking about a moment when back in like 2011 when Harley and his crew came oh, to film. Oh, yes. I do remember. Yeah. He was like, yeah. I will finally have made it when I could buy that big pack of bacon. Yes. So that's <laughs> my pack of bacon moment is like the first time that a video gets more. It can even be the podcast. I don't care. But <laughs> when the first time that a video gets more views on the site than it does on YouTube, I'll be like, hmm. Okay. I think this means. <laughs> obviously excluding crew cuts or any exclusives. Uh, obvious, obviously. Mm -hmm. I'm saying like direct, direct, because the moment for that on Corridor Crew was the moment that we got two videos with 100,000 views back to back. Oh, that was when we got uh, Carmichael's like, all right, you can get yeah. a new camera. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We said it. We said we can't justify getting another Canon 80D camera <laughs> until we get two videos that get 100,000 views back to back. Wow. Oh, wait, no, this is even before that. This is just to get the ADD because we're, uh, C Mike was still using the FS100, oh, the Sony oh camera. Oh, my God. I love that thing. <laughs> and it was brick. like really kind of starting to die on us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. He broke was. the lens doing a smash zoom on the behind the scenes for Drone Star Wars. This is like middle of 2016. Uh, and I was like, well, okay, can't use this lens anymore. It was one of the only lenses working on that camera. And it was around that time that we got the ADD. Hey, you know, it was a great video that we did that first year that I really want to redo in like a bigger way is uh, archery golf. Do you remember that? Okay, day? I do. Yeah. What was that? 
we we went out to the park and we basically like played archery golf where but instead of instead of um uh what's that called when you use the frisbee disc ultimate golf? disc golf yeah so so like disc golf it's kind of like disc golf but you use archery the 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 archery disc tag golf or oh. feet disc, disc golf disc golf <laughs> disc golf disc golf it's like disc golf frisbee golf Fris- yeah um frisbee golf so uh but instead of a uh like a basket target you know where you throw the frisbee and then it kind of like lands in the thing you, it you was a person yes you use a person <laughs> i remember because i got hit in a place that wasn't nice oh yeah so so yeah so you have a person go out and you're like okay it's a par three to hit peter or whatever oh, God. and then you you shoot and then you know you have to hit the person and then whoever's got the highest uh, score for that round is then becomes the target. Because, you know, in golf, you're trying to do low score. That sounds fun. Yeah, we should it do that. It was super fun. We should totally do that again. It was, <laughs> it was a blast. And, it, and, like, I watched that video on the site the other day because I was kind of, like, randomly just kind of perusing old videos. Uh-huh. And that's and so, yeah, it's just funny to have that experience, like, years later. That's cool. See. I didn't know. I didn't know we had the whole backlog on the website. Yeah, there's the whole backlog. Yeah. We're working wow. on the entire Node backlog right now. Oh my too. god! Um, so that's see the thing is that's over a thousand videos uh, that uh, we have on Node. That's and wild. There's, there's almost a thousand on Corridor Crew, but they're thankfully we've got most of them backlogged except for everything before the vlogs, which mm. isn't that many videos. Mm-hmm. Um, which is so funny because I, I remember thinking it was so many back when I was making those videos because uh, <laughs> back in those early days of Corridor and Corridor Crew, I was making a behind-the-scenes video every week, but a Corridor video was coming out every other week. So that meant every other week I had to come up with a new video to come out. And I remember thinking, how do we maintain this frequency of content? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> There's so many videos. <laughs> yeah, Ren, you were, the, you were the Sam and Nico channel master for a while. You had yeah, that for a thing. couple of years there. And then you took that Super torch. early days. Who'd you pass it on to? John Angie? Yeah, it was John Angie. Dude, there's a there's a there's a little tradition there on that channel of like <laughs> you know, like you you had it, Angie had it, uh Carmichael, Nick. Nick. Um I'm I'm sure I'm missing somebody. No, that's basically like, it. Is that it? it? Okay. Cuz it was like I was doing behind the scenes for a while then uh I I basically started doing full-time corridor stuff. Uh, effects and directing but um it was around that time that carmichael got hired on and i was still kind of doing some of that behind the scenes content but then he started helping me and then more and more he started doing more of it and then like an entire year goes by and then he's like all right we're doing the vlogs or he, he didn't say that we collectively are like we're gonna do the vlogs and see mike's the guy to make them yep did a great job that, that really was i think probably the biggest turning point it was january 2016 <laughs> When do you think we'll have another moment like that? Do you think it'll be this year? January well, okay, I guess the second biggest moment was probably be the start of the VFX Artist React. Yeah. Yeah. Last year. Be, yeah. That was an exciting summer. It's easy to look summer. back, though. It, it, it's hard <laughs> to know. It's hard to know those moments when you're in them. Oh, totally. It's easier to see them after. I just say uh, I think that the start of the vlogs is probably the biggest one because that like single handedly set us on a new course of content that created everything that was has been possible since then. But the VFX artists react was like the birth of this whole new thing. It was the start of like the biggest growth our channels had ever seen, Uh, or at least the crew channel consistent growth. I'm really bummed that we didn't rename the channel to Salmon Eagle. Salmon Eagle, I yes. <laughs> I remember that. I know. If you guys want to see the Corridor Crew channel renamed to Salmon Eagle for one day, let us know in the comments below. Do Dude, that reminds that me. Ability? I forgot that Corridor Crew. Actually, we can put a thing out on the site that, that petitions for this. We can put out a site petition <laughs> under Greenlight. Oh, my God. That says, if enough points contribute to the salmon eagle change that we'll call every we'll call all of our channels salmon eagle for one day and there'll oh be a god. special logo oh my god a special logo of a salmon eagle <laughs> beautiful 
maybe we I had forgotten that. that Nico was really against the name uh, uh, Corridor Crew for a long time. Because we went time. probably a couple years trying to figure out what we should rename the Sam and Nico channel. He always oh. felt that it was too generic. And I said yeah. that, that that was perfect because people always all referred to us as a crew anyways. Yeah, Plus I was, I was on board with Corridor Crew since the beginning. I was like, this is great, Nico. What are you doing? Why do you think like, eh, and eh, then... Eh. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, you can't well, win let's them put all. off the decision for three months and yeah. turn that into two years <laughs> <laughs> you can't win them all you know can't can't make every decision There's, sometimes it needs time you know and that's that's how that happened well, guys, I really Eagle. enjoyed talking about some some old school corridor crew Sam and Hell Eagle yeah brother some some talking about that. <laughs> so it's good to reminisce. not as a participant but as an audience member Peter, i mean man. you know it's funny i i consider you like uh an old school employee but at the same time i think <laughs> any one of our new employees has probably put more days into working for corridor than you have because <laughs> you're like all right a summer then gone for two-thirds of the year then another summer then gone for another two-thirds of the year <laughs> Yeah, Peter, man, I feel like I've known you my whole life, man. It's been weird. You know? It's been weird. Yeah. It's been, it's it's been like, an honor. I mean, look, you, yeah, you were there, dude. You know, when it was just, it was me, Nico, mm -hmm. Sam, C Mike, Ren, and C Mike. Yeah. That was it. That the was old it. days. Those were, that, <laughs> that was just, and we would just show up every day and be like, what are we doing today, guys? <laughs> Working out of Sweat City. Yeah, Sweat City, USA. Don't miss that. Uh, but yeah, that reminds me. I'm actually uh, putting my two weeks in, so this is my formal. Uh, <laughs> Why am I not surprised? <laughs> classic. Yeah. Classic. Get out of here. Get out of here. Bye. Like I've been with you guys for two months, uh, so that's enough. Um, yeah. I'm gonna be, I'll be back in like, what, 10 more? I got uh, some like laundry to do and stuff, so. <laughs> yeah yeah well this was a good chat yeah a yeah. good chat friends and it's been uh, great working with you hell yeah <laughs> God, <Peter>. <laughs> <laughs> you got more work to do tonight man i yeah i'm gonna be working late <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got i think you got yourself uh into another vfx predicament i think it's predicament. just a self-sabotaging personality trait i have and i think i secretly love it that sounds very San Franciscan of you. I'm going to let that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, should I see someone about this? <laughs> well, Jake, do you want to do an outro song for us? Oh, yeah, I'd love to. Ooh. Okay. <clears throat> that was the Ren, Peter, and Jake podcast. Oh, I can do better than that. That was the Ren, Peter, and Jake podcast. That was the Ren, Peter and Jake. Ren, Peter and Jake. Ren, Peter and Jake podcast. Hey, Peter, did you know that my middle name is also Peter? <gasps> no way! My middle name is Jake Watson! <laughs> <laughs> and end! <laughs>